Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Yeah, it's true. I am. And uh, so is Stu. Stu joins us uh, today because everybody is uh, everybody's sick. Pretty much the whole crew, uh, except for Corby. Corby, you still haven't gotten COVID-19, right? Not yet. Wow. Uh, Stu, you had it a year ago or more? Uh, it was September 2020. Uh, so, okay. yeah, it's been a while. And I had the old school one. The, the Delta variant. Yeah, the original, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not none of this remix stuff they have now. <laughs> Losers getting that. I had the original. Yeah, I don't know which one I had because, I mean, they don't they don't tell you about what variant you have when you test positive. You had Omicron. You think so? I do think so, just because, I mean, we're now at 98% of all cases are Omicron. Oh, wow. Uh, 98%? Yeah. Omicron is kicking Delta's ass. <laughs> that is what's happening in this country right now. Yeah, I will say this. It, for a few days, it did not seem mild. No. I, it, yeah. Not at all. I'm interested to hear your story. Uh, I have not heard yeah, word was, one of what happened, where you think you got it, how how it all came to you. I think I got it for my son uh, or Glenn. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I had it. I think I had it before, but I tested negative twice. And so I thought it was okay to come to work because, you know, tested negative twice. But maybe it wasn't so negative as uh as i hoped wait a minute so this is so this you're talking about this run with COVID. this run mm-hmm. you can't you so a week and a half sick. ago like okay. two weeks ago i got sick okay and so i took the test you know and i was i felt kind of crappy but i kept coming to work uh because i i took t- not one but two tests so you did the exact opposite of the thing you're supposed to do <laughs> Is it? Yes, yes. I guess okay. so. I just want to make sure I understand. Your, I guess your, so, Your yes. thinking here uh, was to, in the middle of a pandemic, <laughs> when come you to work, felt but I didn't sick, feel that great. just come in anyway. Okay. Yeah, I just thought it was a normal, because I tested negative, so I figured, all right, I got a, you know, a flu or a cold. And that's whatever. reasonable, right? I mean, if, I especially so. if you test, I mean, no, wait a minute, I should, I should clarify this. It's not reasonable to come to work when you think when you, you have the flu. But you know me, I do that <laughs> no, all the time. You do all the that time, all the time, and um, I criticize you for it, and yes. have been for many years. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, there is a a part of this where you're saying, "Okay, I tested negative, right? You know, I'm not going to come in here and do any damage. So I'm not killing anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a, that's there's some I I could see that logic. Yeah. Well, then I mean, it took a turn for the worse, and then so I uh, over the weekend went to the doctor and uh, tested positive. So. Uh, what was, was, how did that feel? What did that feel like? Were you scared? Were you? Uh, I wasn't really scared. I it didn't seem life threatening. Right. It just seemed miserable. <laughs> I was just miserable yeah, yeah. for uh, a good solid three or four days. Yeah, and and just kind of sick the rest of the time. You know. So what? What are the three and or the four chills? Th- the chills were oh the chills miserable. I hate uh, that. The fever chills and then hot flash and then you, then you're you're as cold as you've ever been in your life and then you're out of your mind hot <laughs> then, it was a nightmare that was that was not fun then there was this i don't know thing in my chest that i couldn't really describe but uh it was very unpleasant it wasn't i it's weird because it wasn't exactly pain it was just kind of misery that was locked in my chest really weird i I didn't know how to explain it really it's just like it it made me 
uh, really miserable. Was it a, a malaise, would you say? <laughs> <laughs> a chest malaise? I think it was a bigger bigger thing than malaise. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it was somewhere between pain and not being able to breathe, but I, I, uh. I could breathe. I wasn't really scared of that, uh, but it was a weird sensation. And then, um, so this day before yesterday, took another test uh, as I started to feel better and, and tested negative again. So, so now here I am. I, I I was surprised you you messaged me yesterday and said, "Hey, every person on my staff is out. We're out." It was, it was, yep. I was happy to be the last choice, and thank you for that. <laughs> um, but uh, they had uh, I didn't even think they were going to be able to put together a staff for to make the show go on the air. I, no, I know, I know, because everybody here is sick now. Everybody. I've, I've never. I mean, I've never experienced anything like this. You know, we went through the COVID, the original COVID period, and it was like nothing I've ever experienced, largely mm-hmm. because everything shut down and society was so weird. But, but I we didn't, didn't have it here that much. I didn't get it. Not a lot of people around here got it. I mean, right. you know, especially that March, April 2020, that was more of a Cuomo-based disease than anything else. Yeah. So everybody up in the Northeast was getting it. And I had friends in the Northeast who did get it. Um, but here, it just felt like almost like an overblown story from the Northeast. At really times, did. You know? Yeah. Um, and... But this one is totally different. I mean, everybody has been wiped out by this thing. Either people who feel pretty much okay, but have tested positive and have to stay home. Yeah. Or people who have really, uh, you know, had some level of, of of actual sickness. It's probably a really good thing that it's the Omicron yeah. uh, variant, right? Because it's supposedly so much more mild. And and you, you aren't hearing of people with, like, hospitalization sickness. Yeah, it's been a, it's been weird. It's hard. I, I think it's, there's so many variables. I was talking to somebody here about this yesterday. Since the beginning of this, I think people have just tried to make broad generalizations based on like a data point. This state is going down and this state is going up. Therefore, X. And mm-hmm. it's like there's just too many variables to make those sorts of declarations. Yeah. And like with this, it's like, I, you know, I mean, it seems like it's more definitely less virulent than delta that seems completely clear to me mm-hmm. it's certainly a lot more contagious than anything we've seen for uh, sure um, i mean i've gone two years without getting it yeah two years and now all of a sudden bam everybody's laid out plus not only everybody here everybody in my family was oh laid really out. too yeah everybody got it yep <laughs> even my wife who's been vaccinated she got it too but she had it more mild than i did okay so I have a friend up in uh, in uh, the Northeast who uh, <laughs> he his he's avoided it the whole time, and uh, just yesterday vaccinated. Uh, he is not. Uh, just yesterday though, his son tested positive. Oh geez. So now it's like with this, if then it's in almost your house, for sure you're going to get it. Yeah, it, if it's in your house, you're just screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody pretty much is going to get uh, nailed yep. by it. And what's interesting here too is you know someone there's been so much conversation about the vaccines, but like. This has blown through natural immunity, too. I think it's helped people For sure. who have, have had it before. I mean, our, the seat I'm sitting in right now occupies uh, someone who had uh-huh. it pretty uh-huh. badly before. Yeah. Hopefully, he's doing better today because um, he's hitting it with, you know, with the second time. I think he was pretty miserable, too. He Keith, was. Keith was, yeah. He was down for the count. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think it's maybe helped natural immunity a little bit, but it's blown through that, too. You know, the idea of getting herd immunity seems like a myth now. Because I think it you're, does, you're going to it doesn't matter it over and over again. 
So yeah. there is no herd immunity. Yeah. This whole thing we've been talking about for two years, ah, screw it. Yeah. Not really a thing. Did you read that in, apparently in the UK, it's starting to recede? Yeah, and it is. So they think that's a pretty good sign. That's a good sign. The same thing happened else. in South Africa. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it's starting to happen in some places here. Puerto Rico is, is seeing that already. Oh, good. Um, there's some evidence that Texas has actually hit that point. Really? I don't know if that's going to hold it. Sometimes there's just data quirks and you can't really tell. But I think we're all we're, we're within a week or two almost everywhere of, of the peak of this thing. Uh, so if we're not at the peak, we're starting to come down. There's been a couple of states that were early on that that were hit with Omicron that do seem to be on the other side of it. And while infections are way up, aren't the deaths still down in many places anyway? So it's uh, the way I like to think about this is there's two two parts of this. The in, your individual situation and like a societal situation right mm-hmm. so with an individual situation your chance of dying from omicron or going to the hospital for omicron is much much lower than something like delta there was a study that just came out that said it was 91 percent lower <coughs> wow 91 percent. on the other That's hand great it's so much more contagious and so many people are dealing with it at once that the numbers when you talk about a societal level and the actual number of people of dying, it still yeah, really the, sucks right now. I mean, yeah. and it's coming up um, right now. Let me see if I got the uh, the latest here. Um, give me one second here. Of course, obviously, I got locked out of the site that I do use to track the data. Because, obviously, because uh, that's a good. You want to use it right now? No, right. I mean, what are we at? I'm just gonna log in here real quick as we're talking. But if I remember right, it's something like sixteen to seventeen hundred deaths a day. Now, okay, that's so sixteen hundred. So, so an mm. average of sixteen hundred to seventeen hundred a day. Mm-hmm. If you extrapolate that over a year, it's basically right around the Where largest. It has been. Uh, but the largest cause of death in America. I mean, it's it's about almost but it's been that for a couple of years, right? It's been up and down. I mean, really? we we when we had our peak, <clears throat> we hit thirty four hundred, I think, a day, thirty five hundred a day on average. Uh, the lowest was something like I don't know three hundred. When we were in that, that summer, the previous summer here, where we've had... Uh, Not this last one, but the one before. Um, 2020 summer? Yeah, 2020 summer got down there as well. I, I think I'm going to have to look at this a little bit more um, to, to remind myself. There's been so many phases of this freaking thing at this point. Yeah, I know. You know, you get to that point where you're like, I, I just, I don't even, I, I can't even look at these these charts anymore. I, I, I spent, The other day I sent, uh, I sent a chart to my wife. Because you know that's what you do. He's a romantic guy, you know. You want to? I sent her. I sent her this chart. I'm like, hey, it looks like uh, Texas. Uh, looks like we're on the other side of this Omicron thing. And she just writes. Back, she, she must goes, have been putty in your hands after that. <laughs> she, goes, she goes. I love how you send me COVID charts. That was her response. Like no response at all. Hey, that's good news. No, nothing. It was just making fun of me, which. I mean, it was hurtful. I was trying to give her good news. Good news, and she did not seem to care. Okay, uh, all right. I have this data. So. Um, so here's our, th- so we had, we were hit about the original wave that was only in the Northeast pretty much. A couple of other places it was hit pretty hard, but that was about, we hit about 2,300 a day. Okay. Uh, in that summer, we came down to about 700 a day. Uh, then the, we'll call uh, the, the winter wave, which would, uh, the, la- the last wave before vaccines, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, we hit 3,300 a day, fell down to All about right. 300 a day. Uh, in, yeah, there, in this yeah. previous summer, so 2021 summer, wow, uh, came back up to about 2,000 in that last wave, and then the Omicron wave, we are currently up to 1,700. So 1,700 a day, to put that in perspective, is uh, 
the number of deaths uh, for uh, heart disease or cancer hits usually about seventeen to eighteen hundred a day. That's the typical number. Mm. So, the, and those are the number one causes of death in America. The flu, which we you know we can compare the virulence of 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 uh, Omicron to the flu, but the flu, because it doesn't spread as easily, only is killing about a hundred people a day. On, on a normal flu year, is about 100 a day. So we're at 1,700 a day. So while it's not the worst virus in the world for you as an individual, when you spread it over the entire society and everyone gets it on it's a, a Tuesday, it can get a little ugly. Yeah. And I think it's. I think we're going to see this go up for a little while, but I do think the cases, um, once that starts turning around, it's going to end fast. That's what happened in South Africa. It seems what's happened in the U.K., uh, we're seeing that in, in a bunch of different places. Puerto Rico seems to be the first one that we're seeing it here, where it's come down considerably from its peak. It's going to be interesting to see where this ends up. You know, <laughs> if we just have to live with it forever now, I mean, is it just going to keep cycling over and over and over and over throughout society? Because uh, it kind of looks that way right now. Yeah. Because good- the, the vaccine doesn't stop it. Yeah, it, you know... it. There's some evidence that it does a little bit to stop transmission, and it does seem. So, to how help. effective are they right now? Do you do you have the stats on that? It's really hard to tell. Like so, it's nowhere near ninety five percent. No, 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 nowhere near. I mean, it was low. It was below ninety five <clears throat> with Delta. It was at like in the eighty, right. like low eighties with Delta. But now it's got to um, be the fifties. I think it's lower than that. Maybe even the uh, wow. The South African study said thirty three percent. Now that was not thirty three percent effective. Now that's just on. <laughs> Um, wow. Now look, 33% as compared to what? To not having it. So it's, yeah. it is an improvement, but not But not much. huge. Not like we were told. Well, I mean, the thing was de- designed for five variants ago. You know what yeah. I mean? I, like, and I, yes. it's, it's, it, it was, it did very, very well against what it was designed for and, and held up, I think really well until Delta. Omicron, uh, puts it at a position where, um, it does seem like the booster does advance that the 33% was a just two shot situation. So uh, maybe the booster gets you to 50. I don't know. I don't know what it does. Um, we don't know yet. And I don't know that they'll ever know because this is going to come and go so quickly. I don't mm-hmm. know that they're going to know. Um, but again, like, I, you know, getting COVID sucks. You don't want to get it. But if you get it and you don't even know you have it or you get it and you don't go to the hospital, like there's levels of this you can deal with as a society. We're used to getting the flu every year. Exactly. Uh, And that's kind of what this is like. And we might get to, I think the the upside here, if you want to look at the positive situation, which, uh, you know, of course, is somewhat rare in our society these days. The positive way of looking at this is pretty much everyone's going to get this Omicron thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's going to create some level of immunity. It does appear that Omicron gives you a uh, pretty good protection against something like delta so, so if you get omicron you, it, it, you do have antibodies to fight off all the delta. other stuff we see, we think so now, that's pretty good i think omicron's going to wipe delta pretty much off the map i mean it, it's basically done that so far so we may never see delta again uh so there's a good chance that mm. you know everyone now has either vaccine or natural immunity for the most part Mm-hmm. And we can go forward. It's got to be close to ninety percent. You think? I mean, we're eight, over at least 80, with adults. Over eighty percent of adults have the vaccine. So yep. Yep. you know, you're, I think you're at eighty five percent, eighty four, eighty five, just on the on overall adults. So again, I think we we are long past this, the situation where any of these restrictions made sense. And I'm sure you've talked about that quite a bit. I know we mm-hmm. have as well. Um, but some of that is just us saying, look, freedom's important, and we prioritize freedom over you know 
everybody being protected. Like sometimes you got to take right. risk. We're getting to the point now where even if you say, okay, uh, I want to eliminate all risk from society, we get past this 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 uh, bump. You may very well say it even makes sense for a lot of people on the left to, to make those same calculations. Uh, the other side of this, and I and I thought of this one day, that the negative side of it is this t- this did totally blow through our society with almost no notice a, a, a few weeks notice in south africa we we're like hey i remember around christmas they're like or was it uh was it thanksgiving it was one of the big holidays i guess thanksgiving like hey um just so you guys know there's a thing in omicron in south africa and then a month later everyone i know has it right and you realize yeah, yeah. how vulnerable we are if one of these things comes out that's this contagious but isn't more mild if that happens, That's bad. we are just screwed, and we're yeah. not going to have any way to push back against it. Uh, hard to argue with that. <laughs> a really hard to argue with that. We just have to hope God is like, nah, we'll, we'll spare you that one. Yeah. Because I don't know what else we have. All we- right, I'll take it now. Yeah. Take it from the earth. That, that would be nice if he just removes it. Because I, I think that's short of that happening, it just keeps circulating. It, it seems. Yeah, and that's not the worst outcome, right? Like, it sucks because the flu sucks. And if it turns into the flu every year and, you know, 30 or 40,000 people die, that's going to suck. That's not good. Yeah, no. It's but. just a much better outcome of what we've, than what we've had the last couple of years. And it's, an, it's a way out for, for, for everybody. And it's not like it's smallpox, which has a much higher death rate. Yeah. Or, you know, Ebola, one of those things. Now, those are really scary diseases. Uh, and this is just kind of scary. Yeah. It's Especially not, now. You know, it's not that scary <clears throat> to you as a person. But it is scary at, to a, a society because, you know, you're, this is the leading. I mean, again, it's only we've had about half the, I don't know, a good chunk of the time since this thing came on the uh, on the on our radar that it's been the large, the largest cause of death in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's not nothing. You know, I mean, I, if you right. have elderly relatives you know, you know that. I and mean, we've had people here uh, in uh, that work here whose you know parents have died from COVID. We ha- I have a friend who has a coworker who worked with every day, and you know wasn't in you know wasn't in great health. You know, like you know had some had some some of similar problems that I have with eating, um, but uh, <laughs> you know wound up dying from it. Oh, um, you know it, it's wow. Uh, I had a a, a distant relative uh, that wound up passing away from it. Uh, it's you know Jeez. it's been a tough it's been a tough thing i think for a lot of people yeah. and it, you know i've also seen relatives of mine not not crazy liberals not people who are you know basically communists or chris cuomo viewers but people you know who are particularly who are elderly who are just terrified of it you know mm-hmm. they don't want to go out of the house i mean it's you and know they don't and they don't and they just stay in and they won't <clears throat> come visit they won't uh they don't <clears throat> want to they don't want to see anybody because they're just so scared won't see their grandkids, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's terrible. I think that's more common than we think. Yeah. Especially probably outside of Texas. Texas seems to have handled this a little bit differently than most of the country. Yeah. Texas and Florida. Florida, yep. Um, so we don't have the the full brunt of this uh, virus because we've been, other than, what, a couple of months period, we've been pretty free. And yeah. we've lived our lives pretty normally. Yeah, I, for there to be a massive pandemic anyway. It's been a really rough period for a, for a multitude of reasons. However, mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, I went out to dinner on May 1st, 2020 indoors. 
like I said this to a friend right. of mine in, in uh, New York who was visiting, and she's like, "Wait, what? You did what? <laughs> May tw- May first, you went yeah. to an indoor dinner?" And I was, "I yeah. can't relate to it. It doesn't seem possible, you know." But we, Pat and I, went to a movie theater in May 2020. That's right. <laughs> That's Which, right. There was like four movie theaters in America that were open, and we were and at we one found of one of them. We, we found one of them. There were literally there was you and me, and maybe one other person there. Yeah, there's uh, one. I remember there's one person behind the counter. <laughs> yeah, and we tried to buy food, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't have any of that food right now." <laughs> and then there was the I think the owner was there. Okay, right. And then there was maybe one, one other, other patron. patron. Yes. And mm-hmm. we sat there and we went we got to see a terrible Vin Diesel movie that uh, came out in March 2020 and of course had no business because none of the theaters were open to host it. Right. And also, wouldn't have had any business if there were theaters open because it was no, terrible. Very, very bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, so the, the Texas experience has been a lot different and, you know, we joke about those sorts of moments, but like my kid went back to school on August 13th, 2020, full time, and has not had a closing of their school ever since. Now, what is, wow. what's the difference? So you're, that's like a year and a half. Yeah, um, a year and a half. And they, hmm. they basically, they were on spring break when all the stuff kind of went down and they extended the spring break and then they kept extending the spring break. And then all of a sudden it was the end of the year. We're here in Texas. A lot of kids get out of school in like May. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they ended the school year with the home learning, but then went back to school normal time and have stayed there, both of them, since the beginning, with the only exception being when we actually had COVID and obviously had to stay home. And you think the kids it, got it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. in the family got mm. it. Um, so the bottom line there is like, what sort of two tiered society have we created over the past two years? Think about mm. the difference between kids who have been locked up in their house doing BS virtual learning for two years, uh, or at least good chunks of two years, who have completely missed out on multiple. I mean, if you are in high school, you've missed half of high school, right? Jeez. This is where we are now. Think about that. Never even thought of that. It's a lot of time. That is. It's a ton. Yeah. So, wow. and, and on the other hand, you have Texas wow. and Florida where these kids, obviously, who are very infrequently susceptible to any bad outcomes from covid mm-hmm. uh have gone about their lives and, and and been disrupted and missed some things and there's been some bumps in the road but have generally speaking had a, a mildly normal yeah. existence out of uh read this statistic so I, i'm not sure if it's exactly accurate uh but before i i got sick there was a stat on uh zero to 18 year olds mm-hmm and there are, I believe, 73 million zero to 18 year olds. And there have been 800 deaths in that age group. Sounds about right. Yeah. So it's like 0.0001%. Incredibly small number. Unbelievably small. And, you know, it's one of those things where talk about strange things that have happened in our society. And what's the what's the construction of the nuclear family of society in general? It's that parents, grandparents, make sacrifices to keep their kids safe and healthy and happy, right? Mm -hmm. We've asked our kids to just totally reverse that. Where like the kids- keep us safe. Yeah, keep us safe with none of the benefit. Miss out on your whole life and take all of that burden on Mm -hmm. to protect our grandparents. And I I know of almost no grandparents who think that that's a good idea. Like they don't want it. 
But like society has told us we have to basically ruin kids' lives for multiple years so that on the off chance, they have no real problem with it. But on the off chance, hey, maybe you might get someone else sick. And yeah. like that's a concern. It's something to deal with. I'm not saying you don't you just blow that off. Obviously, you know, you can pass a virus. It happens, as you have recently discovered. <laughs> yes. uh, but, you know, look, it, it, you can't. You can't eliminate a childhood. You know, Pat, like my my kids are uh, uh, going to be nine here in, in a couple of weeks, nine and ten. Uh, if you look at that, when do you really start remembering life? Five? Yeah, five or six. Maybe five or six. Say, yeah. I know you have a weird two-year-old uh, memory of being uh, locked <laughs> in your room or something. I know. Yes. That's <laughs> a whole yeah, other story. <laughs> and mommy wasn't home. There's a right. very strange story that we can get into maybe very later. Strange. Do some therapy on. But uh, the uh, most kids, I don't know, five or six. That's that's. I remember some things from that era, you know, bits and pieces. Well, so that that leaves my kids with four or five years of time where they that they remember. Half of that has been in a pandemic. Half of that has been dealing with COVID nineteen. It's unbelievable when you think of it like that. It's a it's lot. Just crazy. It's a big burden on kids, yep. and for and to point out almost no benefit to them. You could say, okay, right. maybe grandparents, I mean, maybe us, you know, keeping our distance from our grandparents has saved grandparents' lives. And I'm not saying you don't take some precautions, obviously, but like you're at this point where these kids don't really remember life without it. Yeah, yeah. And so we've done everything we can. I mean, uh, number one, living in Texas to to hopefully abuse uh, disabuse them of that because uh, i you know i want them to grow up and not really remember the pandemic that's for an eight-year-old two years is one-fourth of their life yeah and almost you know, it's amazing a good chunk of amazing. it where they remember i mean you don't remember when you're two unless you're pat gray and you're right you're in your and crib you, you've been and, traumatized and you've been traumatized and you start walking the neighborhood <laughs> looking for mommy <laughs> Is that, do I have the story right? Is that what happened? Yeah, basically, yes. I woke up from a nap and my mom wasn't there. She just ran to the store real quick. You know, it's... It's a long time ago. Long time ago. You do those things. Yes. The people did do those things. Yeah, you, then. you know, in Helena, Montana, on the mean streets, mm -hmm. she wasn't really that concerned about something happening to me. And so uh, uh, today, you know, CPS would show up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I would no longer be part of her household. CPS shows up when you let your kids play in the park across the street <laughs> yes. now. Yeah, it's, uh, like it's 14. ridiculous. Uh, in, in, um, in the Netherlands, in Denmark, I don't know, how many names does that stupid country need? Uh, but their top <laughs> newspaper, Build, just apologized for uh, their fear-driven COVID coverage. This is something that every single outlet in the United States of America should be doing. Mm. Uh, they publicly apologized for reporting government narratives surrounding COVID-19 without questioning them. Wow. Huh. Wow is right. Can you imagine the New York Times or Washington Post or LA Times doing anything like this? There's no way they would ever admit to that. No. I, it would go a long way, though, I think. I, I Wouldn't just, it? Yeah, you know, I, to restore trust. Yeah, I, I think you, you, there's a lot of things for them to apologize on. I mean, you know, you could go to like, for example, the Russia thing, and talk about how many mistakes they made and what they do when they, if they do a mistake that they have to admit, they will bury a correction in an old story. Mm -hmm. But like, I think like that type of uh, behavior where you're just saying, "Look, we screwed this up. We want you to know that we are aware we screwed this up. This is what we're going to do to make it better next time." 
that is a that would go a long way, I think, to restore yeah. confidence. I don't think the American people want to hate the media. I don't think they want to see them as the enemy of the people, right? Right. But they don't do this often enough. They should. No, they don't. Uh, they actually wrote a headline that said, we failed. Uh, for almost two years, we, the press and the population, have been almost hypnotically preoccupied with the authorities' daily coronavirus figures. Uh, we've started at the oscillate. We have stared at the oscillations of the number pendulum when it came to infected, hospitalized, and died with corona. And we've been given the significance of the pendulum's smallest movements laid out by experts, politicians, and authorities who have constantly warned us about the doormat corona monster under our beds, a monster just waiting for us to fall asleep so it could strike in the gloom and darkness <laughs> of the night. Uh, but they talk about how. Uh, it has now come out, and not just in uh, Denmark, but here too, that their numbers are inaccurate when it comes to deaths because a lot of a lot of the the deaths that they attribute to coronavirus, they died with coronavirus, not from coronavirus, and that's an important distinction. It's like it raised the numbers twenty seven percent higher than the actual number should be. It's amazing. An amazing admission from Build, uh, and one that I'm guessing we're not going to see here in this country. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pack Ray and uh, Stu coming up in just a few minutes. Pack Ray Unleashed. Welcome, great to have you with us. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also Pat Unleashed. On Twitter, Coffee Lover M tweets, Patents too. The party is back in town, boys. <laughs> uh, Brandon, formerly known as Biden. Good to see our boys coming back from the COVID protocols. Uh, at least some of us, yes. Mm-hmm. And decaffeinated Texan tweets, it's here forever. We need more therapeutics and less BS. First step, fire Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> is there a Fauci vaccine? Can you vaccinate yourself against Fauci? I wish. Mm. I wish that would be uh, that that vaccine I would take. <laughs> <laughs> That's going directly into the arm as soon as it comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you found the you found the chart really of what's going on with especially in the north northeast. It looks like they might be past the worst of this. Yeah, here's some states that look like we're past have turned the corner. That doesn't mean that there's not a lot of cases still. There's they're still near the peak, but it looks like. You have that kind of uh, up ramp, and then it comes right down. At least that's what's happened in South Africa and looks like in the UK as well. Uh, Rhode Island, which had probably the worst percentage, you know, wise peak of, of all of these places in the Northeast, looks like it may have uh, finally hit the peak. New York hmm. definitely looks like it's past it to me. New Jersey looks like it's past it. Um, Connecticut looks like early indications <laughs> that it could be past it. I mentioned Puerto Rico before. Uh, what about Florida? Washington D.C. looks like it's past it as well. Uh, Florida, let me see here. Uh, maybe it's it, it's at or near its peak, probably. Texas, I will say as well, looks like it may be past it. The wow. again, that's just the Good. worst of it. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't mean we're not, you know, in for some. I, I still think the next couple of weeks are going to be real, really rough for a lot of people. Just from you know, from the perspective of like, it's hard to open businesses right now. It's hard to keep them open. Yeah. I mean, they're calling in people here that haven't worked here in a long time that are just like, hey, can you come up and just pick up one one show? Just come in and, you know, run the camera for one show, please. Like, it, you know, because it's so tough to keep 
yeah. people in the everybody's, building. Everybody's sick. Yeah. And, Jeez. And you know that you have outbreaks of the flu at work sometimes, and it wipes your wipes a business clean here and there. It happens. You know, people forget that in two thousand. I think it was two thousand nine was H one N one, and there mm-hmm. were hundreds of school closings in two thousand nine. Now they right. weren't whole year school closings you know they were a couple of weeks while the while the thing blows through our area and they had to close because so many people so many teachers so many administrators had the flu and they just you know that's that doesn't mean everyone was going to die it just what are you going to do you don't want to get everybody sick so you you know you you try to take a quick step um we've had those battles before but everyone's having it at the same time (laughs) yeah and and i don't know if we mentioned this already but uh, there's some estimates that Virtually everyone in the country will have it by the end yeah. of this month. So that's only it's wild. two weeks. In the next two weeks, the people who the remaining people who have never had COVID will get it. Uh, it's amazing. That is amazing. Be interesting to see then if that you know helps it dissipate and uh, or do we just do keep doing this over and over and over and over again? Uh, they're they're now saying that the uh, you know the masks. The provided to me just those little surgical masks, like uh, Corby is sporting this morning. Well, he's got the uh, N95 on. Oh, is that the N95? Oh yeah, he's going full okay, so out. So it's not like that. Around. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, he, he can't. He can't get any uh, virus in there. He also can't get any air. There's. He does not. No air comes through. <laughs> he's. He can't actually breathe. He just has to hold his breath for the whole show. I, I honestly, I don't know how people <laughs> do that for hours and hours on end. It's tough. Well, you know, it's funny. Ugh. You go if you ever if you ever known any painters. I mean, they're very familiar. That's actually where I got my N95s uh, back in the day when I was at like Home Depot. Yeah, because they sell them there for people who like paint or deal with like dust and all these things. They don't want to get in their lungs. So the N95 has always worked, unlike these you know cloth masks, which never seem to do much of anything. Right. And they're finally admitting that now. I guess I guess it's now okay to admit that <clears throat> the cloth mask was. Was not a thing. They're blaming it on Omicron, but it really was the case with Delta too. It did very little. Yeah, I, you know, there's there's never been any really good studies that have shown a benefit from the cloth masks. I, I went through all of these at one point on the show, and it was like, all right, you know, there are some studies that, in, particularly in lab settings, you might see a slight decrease if everyone wears them. If everyone wears them right, I mean, there's so many. It's just not reality. Yeah, you know, uh, it, like. At some point, the law doesn't matter, right? The law is not does not affect the virus. You can say any law you want. It's about what people do, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, there'd be times where they're like, "Well, we've we've got a mask mandate," and then you'd walk into a store and like, no one's wearing a mask, and like, "Well, what does this say about your mask mandate?" It's not reality. You can say you have right. a mask mandate, but if no one's wearing a mask, <laughs> it doesn't. You can't even judge the policy. And so we've seen this over and over again. People don't do it. So even if it did work, people weren't doing it, and it doesn't seem to do much of anything. Now, N95 masks, I think, really do something. It's something I've argued for before, that if you actually, if your focus was not shaming, if your focus was not culture and politics, if your focus was actually stopping the virus, Mm -hmm. a year ago, a year and a half ago, you could have said, okay, let's really focus on getting N95 masks to the people who want them. So then... You know, Corby, he wants to wear one. He can protect himself. He doesn't have to worry about us protecting him. He gets to protect himself. And that's America. Which kind of makes sense. Right? Yeah. Like, the, the one of the reasons why none of this stuff works 
is because we've never had a society where we like I have to walk into a store and depend on all other people in the store with 100% compliance doing something the right way to protect me. <laughs> like that's an insane construct. If it you go is. the uh, a much more sane is. construct is hey, instead of a bunch of people wearing crappy masks that don't do anything, here's a good mask that does do something and if you happen to be a person who's concerned about this, if it is high on your radar, then you take that step and you protect yourself and you don't inconvenience anyone what else. What a concept. Yeah. Ha! Personal responsibility. responsibility. Yeah. Ha. And now... How about that? Only now are they starting to say, well, maybe we'll give some N95 masks to people. Um, now, first of all, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be... It shouldn't be the government's job to give those out. Uh, but, like, they should have been... This should have been a, a focus of... of the messaging for at least yeah. a year. Yes. Protect your if you really if want to protect yourself. If it really yourself, is the science of mm-hmm. that these things really do provide serious protection, then why didn't we have these a long time ago? And why didn't you if you're going to mandate something, mandate those. Uh do something that that actually works. And d- please don't mandate those. We're, no, we're, please. Pat yeah, is not right. <laughs> right. I'm not, not advocating for mandating <laughs> any mask wearing. Uh interestingly though, uh Kamala Harris had this interview just a cringeworthy in interview. Um, and this happened, I don't know, sometime when I was, was it yesterday? A couple days ago, I think. A couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's, I mean, it's interesting because uh, she was she was put on the spot by somebody who I don't think she expected to be put on the spot by. At what point does the administration say, you know what, the strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former um, administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to okay. do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Okay. <laughs> Wait. Wait. What? It is, is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing and then keep doing it or something every <laughs> single day <laughs> what are you talking about every day it is time every day, for every us day to time for agree us. agree that mm-hmm. there are things and tools that are available to us okay. to slow this thing down mm-hmm. and so right now we know we wow. still have a number of people that that is in the millions of americans mm-hmm. who have not been vaccinated And could be vaccinated, and we are urging them to get vaccinated because it will save their life. At at what point does the administration acknowledge these people aren't going to get the shot? Thank you. They're just not going to do it. I don't believe in giving up on people, Craig. I really don't. The 500 million tests that have been ordered that are going to be sent to every every American, do we know when those are going out? Shortly. Though they're going to go out shortly. They've been ordered. They've been ordered. We, I have to look at the current information. I think it's going to be by next week. And by the way, uh, it's almost impossible to get one of those right now. Uh, have yeah. you tried to get an in-home test? It's hard. They're really tough to find. I ordered some online a while ago, uh, just to because you know we have <clears throat> kids and like they would sometimes have a camp and the camp would be like, "Hey, we need a negative test," you know, a day before oh, we, yeah. they were going to go to camp. So we had a couple on hand, um, uh, luckily. But they're not right now. They're almost impossible to get. Yeah, which is a, another complete failure of the Biden administration. Absolutely. Uh, now, neither Trump nor Biden did a particularly good job with tests, but Biden has had a long runway here 
you know, you go over, I've heard, you know, you listen to like people in like Europe and even like India, you know, they have, they, they might be like, okay, if you feel any sniffles or whatever, take a test at home. They've got a box of a hundred of them at home at all times. And if they feel sniffles at all, they just, you know, they, they take a test and they say it's positive. They stay home here. You can't even get the test. <laughs> right. But people are getting the test and then two, three, four days later getting the results. It's crazy. It really is insane. And this, can we hit the focus here on the unvaccinated for just a second? Uh, do we have time for it? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's such a dumb focus. There is, we were about 85% of people, adults that are vaccinated right now uh, at some level. So not, not, we talk about the people who are, uh, you know, who will not get the vaccine under any circumstances. And those people exist. It's, you know, it's And like the interviewer 15%. said, I don't know the guy's name, mm-hmm. but <clears throat> as he said, there's just people who are not going to get it. Not going to do it. No, fact, Djokovic is freaking like right. imprisoned in Australia. He's a millionaire. Still He's, won't get it. He still won't get it. And he doesn't want to get it. And you know what? Stop trying to manage his life. Yeah. Just deal with making a product that you believe in and then mm-hmm. allow people to 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 get that product. But and like, by the way, does he have it? No. no he's he tested negative multiple times since he's been yeah, there. He just had it in December. Yeah. Right? They're, they're beating him up for saying, okay, you just had it in December and then you went out and took a photo with someone and they're going after him on that and saying like it was irresponsible. But it, oh, let's just say, okay, yeah, that doesn't sound like the best idea. I'll admit. However, that also indicates that you know he had the virus a few weeks ago. Yeah. Which means he probably does not have it now. You know, and of course he is testing negative now. But like this focus on taking that 85% or 84% and getting it to 100, okay, is all the administration talks about. Yeah. And it's like, where did Omicron come from? Omicron was discovered in Botswana. We have no control over the vaccination policies of Botswana. It's not known as the vaccine capital of the world. You'll be shocked to hear. Botswana? Yeah, they're at like huh, 22%, I, I think, vaccinated. Huh. So all around the world, and I think the uh, poorest countries are, are, are under 9% vaccinated total. Not under 9%. So there are literally billions of people mm. around the world that can start their own Omicron, even if all the vaccines work perfectly, which, of course, they don't. But even if they did, mm. you there are billions of people around the world where one of these things can start and it could be on your doorstep in a few weeks. So this idea that you're going to focus on the 14 percent of people who are like, no, I really just don't want to get it for religious reasons or I just don't believe in it or I think it's bad or whatever your reason is, is just insanity. It's, it's a policy that has no possible benefit for a country. Now, you can argue, hey, Bob, you should get the vaccine, right? Like, you can say that to an individual and say maybe it benefits them. But for a society to focus on this, it has nothing to do with the virus. It has to do with culture. They want to beat up on evil red staters who they can vilify and act as if their efforts to shut down the virus are not their fault, yeah. but the fault of Billy Bob over there who won't take the, the vaccine. People who formerly support or still support Donald Trump. Yeah. That's how they break it down. Yeah, because, I mean, and again, like, we've talked about this a hundred times over the years, Pat, but it's like, the 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 people who are really anti-vaccine, and that, that, that I mean, that number, the way they define it now, includes me, because I don't believe in mandates. Even though I'm vaccinated, I'm still anti-vaccine. So. <laughs> if you don't believe in mandates, you're anti-vaccine. And so, you have a booster, right? And I have a booster. Um, so... Uh, you know, I mean, I'm anti-vaccine. 
to uh, to most of uh, to you know most of left wing society. But if you think about uh. the people who really are anti vaccine, who who've lived in this movement long before COVID, right? That has always been a, a nonpartisan movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jenny right. McCarthy and Robert, Robert F. F. Kennedy, Kennedy Jr. are the faces of it and have been for decades. Yeah, they're they're hard. Core left wing people. 80s and 90s, RFK Jr. was yeah. yelling about vaccines yeah. and well, how they're not safe and shouldn't be taking them. One of the one of the big, you know, uh, top selling books on Amazon right now, and I only know this because I've been looking at Glenn's, who was number <clears throat> one, by the way. But in the top five was a book by RFK Jr. called like The Real Anthony Fauci. I don't know much about it, but it's I wouldn't say it's complimentary. Uh, ah. to, to Anthony, I would I would guess really? uh, that he's lighting him up. Huh. So they 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 make it seem like it's all Republicans when it's not, and they act like this is the problem, which it's not. It's not the problem. It's not the problem. People make individual choices, and you have to allow for people to make choices, even if you think they're dumb. I mean, you know, think about all the things that we allow people to do. I went to Taco Bell yesterday. They shouldn't be allowing me to do that either. You know, I mean, you, we all people drink. Every single night. Is that healthy? No. People smoke every single day. Is that healthy? No. And people do mm-hmm. things. They leave their house when they're sick all the time. <clears throat> is that a good idea? I would argue I don't <clears throat> think it is a good idea. I think it's something uh, you know we should not do. But what are we doing here? This is, this is all about them trying to deflect from the catastrophe that has been this presidency. And the idea that just a few months from now, there's going to be an election and they're going to get uh, absolutely obliterated in that election unless something drastic changes, and they can't even see their path to it. Yeah, they don't even know what the path is to get out of it. They're gonna—the the wave is coming, and it's to the point where this administration can't even deny the catastrophe that that uh, they've created here. They supposedly they were going to eliminate the virus, uh, shut it down, shut it down mm. completely. Within the next, what was it, 100 days? He had a 100-day plan to get this thing uh, solved. And I'm pretty sure we're just a bit beyond that now. Now, are we past Independence Day, though, which was Ju- uh, uh, yes. July 2021? Where we could get a, go have a barbecue with a few friends and family members. Outdoors in the backyard. Outdoors in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're really good and you're wearing a mask and you've been vaccinated. That's been why one of the, then? That's been one of the things that's been entertaining to watch here is like they keep talk like the media talks as if New York City is reality, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like I was I went to a, a um a, I took the kids to like a bowling alley slash arcade place the other day in the middle of Omicron, right? Like I mean everybody I yeah. know is like you walk in this place and it is just packed with people <laughs> no masks like i mean and it's like this yeah. is there is a real change in behavior from 2020 to 2021 into 2022 uh which you know of course probably explains some of the problems but also you know is 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 a positive thing for our country i think yep amazing texas it's just great to live here isn't it it is it's just great to live here triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. more coming up <laughs> He's got no time for morons, except Friday. It's Pat Gray Unleashed. I'm here. Stu's here. Uh, Keith is down for the count, as is uh, Jeffy. (laughs) As is Rob, our producer. You had to have a moment where you're like, oh, God, Jeffy caught it. I mean, (laughs) Jeffy is the king of comorbidities. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Anything you can have that would make you vulnerable to COVID, he does. Yes. (laughs) It's funny because uh, we did... Um, 
I did six hours in the tiny studio that we do the radio show on every day with Glenn with COVID without knowing it. Oh. And I didn't get yeah. it. Wow. It's pretty amazing. Now, Jeffy, I think, walked through a breeze and caught it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but everybody was in, you know, a lot of these rooms aren't that large. And no. Everybody's getting it. And I, I don't know, are we, are they getting it from something residual left behind? Because it's not supposed to be transmitted from surfaces, right? Isn't that still the case or is that changed too? No, I think that's the case. I, 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 but, you know, again, it seems like everybody gets into a small you know, there's some, you know, you do a show with someone, it's the worst. Because it's not mm-hmm. only normal speaking, right? You're projecting yeah. your voice. Right. I'm sitting three feet away from Glenn for th- for six hours with him projecting <laughs> God only knows how many freaking droplets all over me. Oh, you're really fortunate. I will say, if you want a commercial for the for the booster shot, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe I just timed it right. Like, there's like two days it protects you, and I got those two days. I don't know what it was. But it was uh, surprising, honestly, that I didn't. I didn't get it. It is amazing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, Seems I, like the 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 vaccine did what it was supposed to in your case. Yeah, and you know maybe it has some level of protection. I mean, you look at the, the they do the breakdowns of vaccinated and unvaccinated in New York City, which has a lot of these places don't have great data to look at it, but they have it in in New York. And even cases is still showing that same familiar pattern with the unvaccinated people having a much higher chance of having it. So and there's so many variables, it's hard to know what that is. Like it could be that people who are vaccinated are just like, I'm not going out of the house. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe mm-hmm. they're maybe they're taking less risks. Maybe um, you know, uh maybe they're a lot of them are boosted and that's been a, the difference. Uh I don't know what it is, but it does seem to be continuing, even though anecdotally it doesn't feel like I mean I, I everybody around here is getting it. We have a much higher, probably unvaccinated population, you know, percentage than the normal population, given that, like, you know, it's a conservative network and a lot of people here are conservatives. But like it's been, you know, it's hit people who are vaccinated and people who aren't. I still think it's kind of strange. It's broken down along those lines, though. So weird. Isn't that weird? So weird. Like, you're con- the conservatives don't want it and the liberals do. It's just so a- weird. And by the way, it was Donald Trump. <laughs> I know. <laughs> who saw that process through to fruition it's bizarre we have been doing bizarre. this for a long time together pat and i we've seen everything i feel like in politics yeah this is probably the single strangest what are the thing weirdest? i've ever seen happen it is and and trump is still out there yeah promoting it and he's it, proud of it yeah and people are pissed at him. Yeah, his base doesn't like it uh-uh. and you know there's an interesting thing that's gone with donald trump over the years where the base and him will both change to fit each other, right? Like he, uh, mm-hmm. there have been times where Donald Trump will come out and say something and his base is like, hey, you better not do that. And then he'll all of a sudden say what the base says. And then <laughs> he's the done op- that multiple times. And the opposite is definitely true too. <laughs> yes. Sometimes the base has been saying the same thing for a hundred years and Donald Trump says the opposite. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you know what? We do hate the Iraq war. And we're like, <laughs> oh, okay. That's the new position, I guess. This is like the thing where they're both in their corners and they're like, no, the base is like, I don't like the vaccine. He's like, I do. I want Maggie Haberman to like me and I'm not changing my mind. And he's sticking with it. Yeah. Which is really interesting because I think beyond the fact that, you know, the vaccine at this point, I've said this to Glenn. It's like, I don't want to talk. Like, what is the point at this point? Everyone's made up their mind. There's no real, 
there's no real point in, in discussing this on a daily basis at this point just like we were just talking about there's you know 15 percent of the population that's just like i don't want it and i'm not going to take it leave me alone mm-hmm. and pretty much everyone else has already had it so what's the point at this point um but when you look at like the i just like i'm fascinated by the pol- political fallout of this and that like donald trump it is his nomination it's his you know he can walk into uh you know the republican party nomination and he's going to win by 50 points i think in almost every circumstance this does open him up though to a large portion of the base that is skeptical of the vaccine and does not like that he keeps saying positive things (laughs) right now they'll put up with him if he doesn't talk about it they'll put up you know ron DeSantis Mm -hmm. is just as pro-vaccine as donald trump is and he said that multiple times but he doesn't harp on it all the time he just talks more about the mandates and i'm against the mandates yeah i think the republican base will accept a, a candidate who is pro-vaccine but but doesn't anti-mandate on anti-mandate and doesn't always focus on the vaccine yeah Where, what that what this does open you up to i think is the potential challenger that comes in and is more overtly skeptical like i wouldn't classify rand paul as anti-vaccine and he's been on the show before he said some people and i think he's it. vaccinated right he, i think he uh, no he, he got i think he got covid i think he's i think he's a, okay. like len like natural immunity type of person mm-hmm. um but he said on the show look if you are a vulnerable person um you know it does it does seem to lower your chance of bad outcomes and if you're in one of those categories like vaccinating might be a very good idea but like we shouldn't be focusing on vaccinating kids like that sort of um uh dynamic and I mm-hmm. think there is an opening for someone who comes in and says, hey, like, I, you know, I really don't think this is a good thing. And I don't know that, I, again, like, I, that's not my position, but I do think there is room in the party right now for that sort of energy. And someone who comes up who is a little bit more overtly skeptical yeah. than Trump might at least give him problems. I don't, I don't yeah. know that anybody can beat him if he decides to run. I don't think so. But, uh, but th- you're right. I this think is pissing be- off the base. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. Daniel Horowitz, who, who writes. I mean, they booed him. Yeah, they booed him. At the O'Reilly event. Yep. Um, Daniel Horwitz, who writes for The Blaze, you know, very skeptical of the vaccines, and he writes a lot about it, and came out with a piece the other day basically saying, like, you know, who needs Biden if you have Trump, you know, to to uh, to go after these red state governors who aren't boosted, because he made comments to that effect uh, recently. Uh, you know, you see this from a lot of people. Uh, you know, he got in, he had an interview with Candace Owens, who's, uh, you know, I don't know if you'd call her anti-vax. I don't know her. I'm not familiar enough with her specific position, but like someone who's certainly very skeptical of the vaccine. And, you know, she basically afterwards was saying, well, he's really old and he doesn't look up the research. <laughs> it's like, well, how do you elect the guy then? Right? How is he your candidate if you think he's really old and just won't look up research? So I don't know. I, there's an interesting dynamic going into 2024 here. For sure. Yeah, no question. 888 Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. So we got that to discuss. Also, uh, things are heating up a little bit again uh, on the January 6th front, where, uh, of course, it was the day that democracy Democracy. almost died. (laughs) I did a show with Jeffy the other day (laughs) when everyone else was out with COVID. Uh And uh, every time I said January 6th, he'd interrupt and say, the day day democracy democracy almost died. died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of become a thing. It rang through my head. The entire yep. day. <laughs> so they have uh, Stuart Rhodes, who's the leader and founder of Oath Keepers, the Oath far right Oath Keepers militia. Do you describe Oath Keepers as? I'm not sure I know that much about it. Yeah, but is it a militia? 
Uh, but anyway, he was arrested, charged with uh, 10 others with seditious conspiracy. So this seems to be probably the most serious charge leveled at anybody so far. Yeah, for sure. For allegedly organizing a wide-ranging plot uh, to storm the Capitol. Now, supposedly, uh, they continued to plan the overthrow of the country after January 6th. And mm. I, I, I'm just hard-pressed to understand how what they were doing could have ever wound up in anything other than where it did. Because... <laughs> right. <laughs> You're not going to overturn a republic, by the way. It's a republic. Uh, and you're not going to overturn it just because you storm into the Capitol building. No, it's it's not as much about residents of buildings as you might imagine. <laughs> no, <laughs> if it was, yeah. okay. uh, we'd be pretty fragile. Like if we had a finder's <clears throat> keepers clause. And like, right. yeah, we found the, we're, in, we're the ones inside. <clears throat> we get to keep it. <laughs> like, but that's not no, how it works. That's not how it works. No. Uh, so the case against him and the others was is the first time prosecutors have filed charges of sedition against uh, any of the more than 700 people accused so far of taking part in the assault. Um, and again, I just, I, I don't know what it is that they were planning. to. They supposedly had like gathered, I mean, the, the charges are that they gathered weapons um, to try to do something with them. Uh, they had, uh, he had, he had, they, they're like, he has personally spent $15,000. It's like to someone who doesn't know anything about guns, that sounds like incredible, but like $15,000, like <laughs> what? 10 people got a gun. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, an AR-15 is several thousand dollars. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. so, um, again, that, that I think they have, I think with someone like this, they probably have, it seems like they have text messages. I've heard some of them read messages and, and in like, you know, telegram um, groups and, and everything where, you know, it's stuff that, that doesn't seem good. And, you know, and no. this guy, by the way, is a, a Yale Log School graduate. Like this guy's not just some like rando. Wow. Um, he, the head of Oath Keepers? The head of Oath Keepers. Yeah, he's a, he's a military background, a Yale um, Law School graduate and is a, you know, a, seemingly a pretty smart guy but also a guy who uh you know i don't know would probably not agree with us it's interesting too a lot of the stuff around this has been why aren't they charging why aren't they making these big charges they, they they're 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 putting you know they're they're putting grandma on prohibition for or, or probation for writing in you know running into the, the capital for five minutes and they're not doing anything big. I thought this was a big thing. You keep saying it was the worst day since the Civil War. Where are these big charges? I mean, sedition's right. a pretty big charge, right? Yeah, it is. It, it, so this this one does seem like they're they're trying to expand that. And I think part of part of the weirdness around this is that they've been waiting for these moments. Like I do feel like we're going to have uh, a, a few of these where they go after uh, people um, that they they think uh, did more than that. And you know, again, it's it's nonsensical. Uh, you know, this is this is this is a the fever dream. This is a fantasy league, right? It's a fantasy yeah. league uh, uh, sort of insurrection. There there are some people who seem to be playing fantasy league insurrection that day, where with absolutely no chance of success, with mm -hmm. no no plan to make this work, we're trying to convince people to run into the capital and overthrow it or whatever. Um, but like you know, they make it seem like it's Valkyrie. Yeah, and, you know, it's, and it's, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. And even if it were, 
you're still not overthrowing the government. Yeah, Valkyrie didn't work. I don't know if anyone knows that. Right. I hate to spoiler alert on your Tom Cruise viewing for the weekend. <laughs> Valkyrie doesn't work. They lose. Uh, but I mean, you know, like the idea that I, now maybe like I, I guess they're 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 to try to give the best case possible. They might say if you got people in there, you took over the building, and then the president acted and tried to like commandeer the military to crack down and hold these bills. I mean, I don't know what it would be, but the, yeah. I can tell you this, Donald Trump would have to be actively advising the military to help these people. And the military would have to be compliant. Agree. They'd have to agree to do that. None of these things happened. Yeah. None of this happened. It was a bunch of, you know, like, <laughs> right. there's a bunch of crazy people, some of them with horns on their head, who so went weird. in. And I, as far as I know, the horn head guy is not the Speaker of the House at the moment. This delayed the certification of the election a few hours. And like, I'm not, I'm not, people are like, don't downplay January 6th. I'm not, I'm telling you what it was. You'd ever have. No, I think it's, I think it was really yeah. bad. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I've watched the footage. I think you give it even more credence than I do. And Probably. I, and, yeah. And, and I don't mean it in the, in a, in a, not from an insurrection standpoint, but the fact that like, and, and I know you'd be with me on this, like I, it's completely unacceptable to bash a police officer Absolutely. over the head. Absolutely. To, to attack a police officer, to drag him down the stairs. Those mm -hmm. people who, who committed violent acts against police officers, screw you. You yeah. know, people who... I You're mean, not patriots. People who broke windows, and, 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 and especially the people... I mean, there may be trespassing cases, you know, for some of some people who just walked in. But I mean, the people who actually did damage inside the building... There were parading charges. Yeah, they par paraded. Right, but that, like... No, it's nothing, basically, right? right? Like parading charge, you know. Yes. We show the we show it all the time. I don't know if we have the manpower to do it today, but we we show the I don't know hundreds of people coming in and out of the doors, yeah, uh, the Capitol building, just peacefully walking in and out, yeah, back and forth, in and out, back and forth. Yeah, there, there's I mean, a, there was an element there that weren't they weren't doing anything really wrong. No, the, the, uh, the, yeah, the, I mean. They probably shouldn't have been in there. No, they I shouldn't have been most of in them the building. Knew, most of them knew they they shouldn't be in there. You know, there was a guy who there, there's only been three FBI interviews I think that have been released. The text of them, mm -hmm. and one of them I went through the whole thing. And the guy was a lifelong Democrat. Democrat. This is what he told the FBI. Lifelong okay. Democrat uh, who was registered as a Democrat. Who was he? Wound up being kind of a Trump guy towards the end. And was concerned about the election being stolen. Mm -hmm. Believed that, you know, probably was stolen. Wasn't planning on going to the event at all. Took a train mm. down to the event morning of because he lived, you know, within train distance and went to D.C. often. Just kind of check it out. And he's like, I just kind of got caught up in the moment. You know, people were rushing in. I think in, a lot of people and, had and that I just, I just did it. And I went in and I feel like an idiot for doing it. Later on, they found out that there was an altercation because they found video of an altercation with him and an officer in which... He got kind of in a fight with an officer, um, and he wound up getting three months in jail. Like, that's kind of probably what you get if you have a bar fight, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a bar fight and you wind up hitting an officer, you probably get about three months in jail. I don't know. I've never had a bar fight with an officer. I know you get a lot of them, Pat. I mean, all the time. All the time. I don't know if they- Three times last week alone. How many months did you get in prison? Was it about three? No, uh, yeah, it was about three, three, three per charge. Three so, per charge. So nine months, yeah. Delayed, so Pat will be mm -hmm. here for a little while. <laughs> but, you know, the point is that, like, that seems... Look, it seems relatively rational to me. If you went inside the Capitol, you hit a police officer, you have probably a short prison or jail sentence. Yeah. If you go in there, you didn't do anything, maybe you have probation, maybe you have a small fine. That seems rational to me. A riot is bad. We, you know, we criticized it all throughout 2020. 
riots are bad. Yeah, you and you, do so it. then you can't turn around and say it was okay at the Capitol building. Exactly. You can't. So I, I, I don't have no problem with minor charges on some people <clears throat> who did things that were across the line. On the other hand, you know, if this was actually the Civil War, if this was actually, you know, some real attempt, if this was Valkyrie Part 2, you know, there would be much more here. And even with these charges yesterday, I don't know that you saw anything. And remember, the guy uh, from the Oath Keepers didn't even go in the building. Now, I mean, if he's leading <laughs> a seditious conspiracy, wow. it's going to be wow. difficult to prove that, I think. When he was one of the few people who were like, no, nah, I'm not going in. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. I think yeah. they probably will convict a lot of these guys because they're going to find text messages. All these guys talk big, you know. And they at least should get their day in court. Like sure. Oh, yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a long time ago, actually. But uh, it's been over a year. 888 thirty three People make a big deal out of New Year's resolutions. But here's one that you should make and keep right now. Resolve to do something that will help get this country back on its on track. Uh, like supporting causes and companies that share our values and love this country. That's why we're proud to, uh, to partner with Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. And you should be doing this too. They offer broad nationwide coverage. They use, of course, the same cell towers because everybody does. There's only a limited number. And so you're going to get the same great coverage, but... Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget. They've got a 100% U.S.-based customer support team. And so they offer exceptional customer support. Plus, they share your values. And they support organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. So go to patriotmobile.com slash pat or call 972-PATRIOT. You'll get free activation when you use the offer code pad and veterans and first responders save even more. So make the switch today. Support a company that loves America and shares your values. It's patriotmobile.com slash pad or 972 Patriot. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Good morning, American. It's Friday. I forgot both top hours. <sighs> COVID memory, I guess. Are you? Do you have the brain fog? Yeah, COVID brain fog. Did you have that at all? Is. I don't think so. No. I did have a couple of friends who got COVID recently and said that was a real thing. Like, like just really? Yeah, they were just like their brain just felt like it was cloudy. You know, you couldn't like access the information that they wanted to, and they just felt yeah. You know, maybe you have a day where like you didn't get any sleep. <clears throat> You know, and you're really tired and you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't. There was That's every day. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> well, I, I realized that as I was driving in at five, whatever it was this morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This sucks. Why do you do this? What? It's a <laughs> why, good question. Why do you show up no here one knows. <laughs> No one knows. No one knows. 888-933-93. Let's go to Dana in Virginia. Hey, Dana, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. How hey. are you? Good. Good. Thank you. You? We, um... <laughs> Well, we are a household of three recovering from Omicron. Oh, boy. Uh, after we we got our power back on in Central Virginia last week, we had maybe one day reprieve, and then we were, we were taken down. Our seven-year-old recovered pretty quickly. But you were just talking about brain fog, mm-hmm. my husband and I. Um, 
was pretty bad. Ugh. And we uh, we were vaccinated. And I've called in before. Um, I had, as you said, girly issues with the Johnson and Johnson. Oh, the vaccine. vaccine. Yeah. And I was actually scheduled for a hysterectomy on this past Wednesday, but of course that got canceled because of COVID. Yeah. But um, so my husband works for the local school system, and uh, we were just waiting on this communication from them about changing their definition of fully vaccinated, which um, they're testing the waters out. They say you've got to get boosted. Yep. um, But we, we were very encouraged by Steve Dace the other day, and we kind of have the mindset of let's find out. Let's, let's find out what, what are we going to find out? We're going to find out what they do when we say, hey, we got natural immunity now. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you got the vaccine, though, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, they don't care. Yeah. They don't. All right, appreciate care. it, Dana. Hope you, hopefully you guys recover uh, quickly because uh, uh, it can be unpleasant, that's for sure. Even the Omicron thing, when it's supposed right. to be so mild, is still kind of miserable. Kind of miserable. And the brain fog thing does seem to be real. What happens if Jeffy gets brain fog? Will he become smart? <laughs> well, he it's possible like he comes it in, he's possible. just doing like physics. Right. We're like, wait. <laughs> that would so be if we put the eighteen minute together along with the seven minute together, uh-huh. you got twenty two minutes. minutes, you sell it with eight minutes of ads, you got thirty, 30 minutes. Thirty minute. Thirty minute. <laughs> it's just that easy. This is that easy. <laughs> like what if he comes back and can do that math now? <laughs> What if, what if he can add two numbers together after COVID? It would be the best thing that ever happened to him, obviously. He would be dangerous. I mean, if Jeffy yeah. could could do basic math, like that is something that society is not ready. Screw Omicron. They are not ready for that. No. No. <laughs> I like the earth might stop spinning on its axis if that were to happen. I think so. Yeah. I think so. It's, it's scary to think of. 888 Also Pat Unleashed on Twitter. More coming up. Uh, obviously, shorthanded today, which is why there's uh, no more on trivia. Oh, it's everybody has been uh, da- taken down for the count. Really, every almost everybody on the team, producers, sidekicks, everybody. <laughs> but Stu was nice enough to jump in here. Yeah, this has been fun, and it has. It I, has. I love coming in here to do this. Not when Jeffy's here. Well, of but course not. With Who him would not like being that? here, right. this is great. Right. <laughs> this is great. Um, yeah, no, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad we were able to do it. Now you've you've been uh, you've been vaccinated and boosted mm-hmm. for so for how long have you had the booster shot? I got it in like mid December when when the uh, Omicron thing started popping up and I started seeing the data on it. I was like, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know that it's going to stop it. I, I would not be surprised if tomorrow I had COVID, right? Like, I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it's going to stop it. But I, I just was like, well, you know, I'd like to not get it if I could. And yeah, I, I the calculus is a little different for me than I think uh, many in the audience. And that I don't, you know, I don't see much of a downside to getting the vaccine. I don't get it because Anthony Fauci told me to get it. I get it because I look at the data and I think it supports it. If you don't, then don't get it. I'm not your doctor. I'm not your dad. Neither is Anthony Fauci, right? Like, I, that's my attitude on it. If you think it helps, then go for it. 
Mm-hmm. Now, look, I you know I I did get through uh, six hours of Glenn Spittle when he had COVID <laughs> and somehow survived it. And and Jeffy, yeah, uh, I was around him a little bit too. Right. Now, I think I was around. I did a show with him, but I think it was before he had it. But anyway, you know, everybody around here has it, and so far I've been lucky enough to to get through it. I, is that the booster? Is that pure luck? Who knows? I, I don't know. You just you got to make your own decisions. I, I just think mm-hmm. that you know, I want to. I'm I'm going for the whole set at this point. I've got natural immunity. I got oh. Johnson and Johnson. Mm-hmm. I got Pfizer. Mm-hmm. I want to get the Russian vaccine and the Chinese vaccines, <laughs> and then a little Moderna. Yeah, that, you know, I'm gonna do that. Just get everything mixed up in there. Yeah, I want them all. I'm just going for the set. I'm I'm like a baseball call, card collector. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. I mean, you know, look, I I think people should be able to make up their own minds. Certainly, none of this stuff should be mandated. But you know, look, look, if you want to get it, get it. We know. I I say this all the time, but it's like, you know, Fox News does a lot of vaccine sort of skepticism. Mm-hmm. Which, you no, know, I think it's important to cover both sides of it and, and make sure they, you know, get everybody on and get all the opinions you can get. I, I'd rather have more information than less. But every member of their audience is vaccinated. Now, you might say I'm not a member of their audience and I'm not. You're very rare then. And their audience, we know their ages uh, and their ages. Almost everybody who watches Fox News percentage plus. wise is 65 plus and almost everyone who's 65 plus has been vaccinated. Isn't it in the 90s for that age group? I, yeah, I can't. It seems like it's way up there. They've, for vaccinations? Yeah, and for ni- vac- 95 yeah. plus. I mean, they get to a certain point. Five. wow. They don't know. Really it, something. They, it gets to a point where you get to like 99.9 and then 100 and then 101%. And the reason why that happens is because some you know, there are record keeping issues. Before the boosters were approved, though, there is a, a decent amount of evidence that a bunch of people that were elderly went in and just said they had never been vaccinated. So they showed up in the records as a second person when in reality they were just getting their booster before it was approved. So like, I think Mm. actually the numbers show it's over a hundred percent. They just know it's North of 95. So um, they don't, but they can't, they can't really break it out because people basically just came in and lied. (laughs) Which, you know, whatever, they shouldn't have to lie to get, you know, I, I think they should be able to make their own choice, but we know every, you know, a lot of people um, listen to conservative media and never hear word one that these vaccines have done uh, some good. And, you know, Trump has said that and not always been received well. But we have to remember, too, there's a there are differences between activists and, you know, um, people who are just Trump supporters. Right. A lot of people mm-hmm. who are really against the vaccines are really passionate about it. People who just got a shot at the, at the local pharmacy and then went on with their lives are not very passionate about that moment. It's not very significant. Right. Like it's I, honestly, it was not very significant I to mean, me. I, I went and got it because I, I thought it might help, but I didn't know. There are people who exhibit cult-like behavior about the, with the vaccine on like, both sides. On both sides, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. They're fine people, Pat. On both sides, <laughs> okay, okay. That's how this works. They're fine people right. on both sides. Sure, we'll go with that. That 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 phrasing I found mm-hmm. always works out well <laughs> when you just say there are fine people on both sides. Uh, no one ever lies about you when no, you say that. Right. No. No one ever says that you're saying white supremacists <laughs> are wonderful when you just specifically said the opposite. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh hey, this weekend, uh the Bills Patriots game, the big playoff game, the wild card weekend, uh, is supposed to be one of the coldest weather games of all time. Yeah. I I think six below zero is that what they're expecting? A, I think that's the feels like. Yeah. Okay. Feels feels like, like six below. Six below zero. 
Okay, that's chilly. Um, <laughs> One way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, it's chilly. But Buffalo, New York gets that way. Uh, you Does know it what, now? You know what I was surprised by was that uh, your your Eagles uh, actually made the playoffs. And they are playing... Uh, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tampa Bay. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's got to be yeah, a tough one. That's a tough one. Now, this is all gravy for me, I will, I will admit. Uh, I... As you may have watched in the NFL preview show we did at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. uh, predicted the Eagles to lo- to win less than seven games. I think I thought they were going to win like four. So the fact that they're in the playoffs, <laughs> it's pretty good. That's it, all gravy. Now they have not beaten a playoff mm. team all year. Oh so, really? Yes, they have beaten a bunch of really bad teams. What is their uh, what's their record then? They finished nine and eight. Okay, first year of the seventeen nine game season, but they were zero and six against playoff teams. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, they're not, a, they're not, look, they're probably, if they're not the worst team in the playoffs, they're one of them. However, you know, just the fact that you get an extra week out of the f- football season is fantastic for me. I did not think this was going to happen with them this year, so I'm excited about it. And uh, you mentioned the weather. The one thing about that Buffalo game, it's going to be really cold, but no wind. Like, they're, they're expecting no wind, no precipitation. Okay. So, yeah, cold, but maybe mm. still playable. The Tampa game. On the other hand, we may be seeing rain and 25 to 35 mile an hour gusts. Oh, wow. So if there's that any, ruin chance, a game. any chance the Eagles to for, for them to win this game, it's uh, there's a hurricane. <clears throat> That's their chance. They, they, they <laughs> need to have a Category 5 hurricane roll through in the middle of the game. If that occurs, they run the ball a lot. Maybe they can somehow sneak this one out. I, I, I'm, op, I'm not optimistic at all about winning, but I am just like, I'm in happy-go-lucky mood that the game's occurring. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> that's you're, you're already playing with house money. Yes, that's what it feels like this year. Um, wouldn't it be something if Tom Brady wins yet another stinking Super Bowl? That would be something. Uh, I, something I don't want to see. No, I'm kind of tired of it. It's you got seven, all right, and then I think what do you have five other also rands? Has he been in there twelve times? How many times has this guy been? In the Super Bowl. He's only lost three, right? Is it three? He, he lost so twice to the Giants seven and once to the three. Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Once to the Eagles. That was Super Bowl 52, the greatest football game <laughs> ever played. Uh, uh, Super Bowl 52. Um, but yeah, he seven. I think he's seven and three. Yeah. Uh, Jeez. I, look, the only, the only thing worse than Tom Brady winning a, another Super Bowl would, of course, be Dallas winning it. Which would be the worst thing that's ever occurred in in, in, in all human history. Of human history. Uh, I mean, go back, look at it. You're not going to find something worse than Dallas winning a Super Bowl. Really? Uh, yeah, no. Huh. Uh, you're never going to find something worse. But uh, mm. it, w- let me ask you this hypothetical here for football talk, Pat. All right. There was always this debate: Is it Tom Brady? Is it Bill Belichick? Okay. Mm-hmm. Which one is it? And it went back and forth, and people had all their opinions. And then Tom Brady leaves, and he wins a Super Bowl in his first year, mm-hmm. and everyone says, "Okay." It's obviously Tom Brady. I mean, look, Belichick's still a great coach, but, you know, Brady's Brady's something special. What if, what if somehow the Patriots win the Super Bowl this year? Oh, then you're back to... Uh, then you kind of back to Belichick, right? Yeah. I mean, Brady stepped into a team that was built to win and just yeah. had a problem at quarterback, but had great receivers, had a great defense. I mean, that was a good team he stepped into. I mean, that's the Patriots were were trash just last year. Yeah, if and Belichick, he turned it around already. Now I don't expect them to win the Super Bowl, but if they somehow pulled that thing off, to be something that would be incredible with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. That would be amazing. I mean, they played really well this year, made the playoffs. I mean, I don't think there was a lot of people expecting that. It's, there's something to be said there, 
and you know he wants it. Like, oh, after absolutely. everyone last year was like, oh yeah, see, obviously he won without Belichick in his first year. Yeah, if he comes back and wins with Mac Jones, a rookie quarterback, <laughs> be impressed. He's gonna have a good argument. I'll say that. What do you think about Green Bay? Are you excited? I am. Yeah, it's uh, what were they thirteen and four on the year? They seem pretty much like I, the real deal here. Yeah, I mean they've won a lot of close games, um, but they've beaten really good teams, and uh, you know. Rodgers is having an, another great year. I think this is. I think time's running out, though. It's got to be now or never. Yeah, this is a big year. Yeah, and it's I think huge. they've underachieved with him overall as a franchise. I mean, they won one yes. Super Bowl. Right. You got this all-time great. Same with Favre. Yeah. Who got one? Let me ask you this: MVP of the league. Everyone says it's it's obviously Aaron Rodgers. He's probably. I mean, who would be next? Tom Brady, Cooper Cup, maybe Jonathan Taylor of the Colts. But like. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not one of those years where it's like a real, seemingly real tight contest. However, there are 50 voters. One of them's Peter King, who's incredibly liberal. Another guy has come out and said he won't vote for for Rogers because he because was unvaccinated. Because he's not vaccinated. He's unvaccinated. He let his team down. Asinine. You're telling me that there's not five more, ten more? How many uh, how many voters just because he's unvaccinated will not vote for Aaron Rodgers? I think there's probably quite a few. Quite a few. Enough to for him to lose it? I don't know, but it's going to be I, I think it's going to be closer than people realize. Yeah, it it might. I mean, that guy was pretty outspoken. He apologized for it cuz he got caught. Yeah, only cuz he got hand caught. in the cookie jar, but But there's no way Peter King is voting for Aaron Rodgers for MVP, no. is there? No. The guy is read his column. And it's got nothing to do with no. vaccination status either, suppo- either you're the most valuable player or you're not i mean their case is well he didn't get vaccinated he didn't take the shot for the team and so he wound up missing an important game or whatever that they lost i mean they look terrible without him um, which is to me an argument for him to win the MVP because you watched him play with yeah. jordan love it didn't look so pretty right but uh i think there's enough i mean there are liberals in there that are voters and they're they're gonna see that as a real problem they that he that he you know kind of Cute, he kind of in a cute way tried to get away from admitting that he right. was unvaccinated. Yeah, what was it? He he's did he say inoculated? Um, is immunized, that how could, I believe he immunized? said immunized. Immunized, <laughs> which is true. Well, yeah. I, I don't know if it was actually true with him. I think he had some alternative was, treatment that he yes. was considering himself immunized. <laughs> which I think if you had natural immunity, though, I mean, I think immunized is a totally fair way of describing it. But again, since so when right. did people have to disclose their medical information like that? Yeah, the only reason That's a it, the, brand new thing, and he shouldn't have to do it. The only reason it's mildly important in the NFL is because the rules are different for vaccinated and unvaccinated players. So knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a an unvaccinated player that might miss two games because of a of an improperly timed COVID test, and let, you know that that could be a problem. Unlike the Philadelphia Eagles, who had a very a, a, a plethora of very well timed positive COVID tests, incredibly well timed. Uh, the rumor is that they got into this Week 18 situation, were playing the Dallas Cowboys in a completely meaningless game. They couldn't really move around much. They were going to be six or seven playing a road wild card game anyway. Mm-hmm. So they highly recommended to their players. They all got tested. They didn't need to get tested because you know most of them were vaccinated anyway. They don't, only if they get symptoms that they have to get tex- tested or if they had a close contact. They didn't, but they were like, you know what? You guys should come on in. Let's get a test gone. It's, it's, you know, it's going to be a good week for it. So they came in, they all got tested and like 15 of them were positive. 
Uh, wow. And so all of wow. them went on COVID leave, and now none of them can be put back on COVID leave during the playoffs. So tons of their guys. That's pretty smart. It's pretty smart. Now, part of hmm. me thinks, did they all just get in a room and cough on each other? And I don't <laughs> think that happened, but I wouldn't be stunned to hear it. <laughs> Who knows what yeah, goes on know. with these uh, NFL teams. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they did yeah. get into a room and cough <laughs> on each other. <laughs> Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, when you're buying or selling or doing both with your home because you're relocating, you need an agent who's going to get you through the, the process. And it's a complicated one. It's a difficult one. It's a really stressful time trying to sell your home. And so you need the advice of a realtor who knows what they're doing, who can lead you down the right decision path. Uh, like if you're going to remodel your your kitchen, will you get your money out of that? Or your bathroom, just replace some tile or or the cabinets, whatever the case may be. These are the agents that uh, Glenn's team has worked really carefully with because this is his company. And they've fully vetted all of these agents to make sure that they're the best in each and every one of these markets. And Glenn knows because he was always had disasters with real estate agents. Uh, yeah, we, we know that he sold his home in Connecticut for $39.95. Right. $39.95. a nice house. Yeah, it was a very nice house. That was underpriced, Pat. A little bit. Uh, a little Some bit. would say over $100 underpriced. But that that was but, not... I mean, that's ridiculous. That's a little it's, excessive. Yeah. 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 Uh, by the way, Pat, uh, speaking of Glenn, I need to go uh, get set up for radio. Hang out with him? Yeah. So okay. thank you so much for having no, me No, no. Thank you. And, uh, Thanks I appreciate for coming. It. And, it's uh, been fun. Yeah, for sure. Are you coming in for radio at all? Do you know, do you know today? I'm or? not sure. I don't know that not anyone sure. even knew you were back until like last night. So Yeah. Uh, so we may see you on radio, but if not, we'll see you soon. Okay. Thanks, Pat. Thanks. Uh, all right. So Real Estate Agents I Trust, the name really says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Great to have you with us. 888 Let's go to uh, Darren. In Kansas, hey Darren, you're on the blaze. How, how's it going, Pat? I'm glad that you're back. We've I've missed Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Missed you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had a, I just had a quick comment I was going to make because my sister and I were talking last night. Um, her husband got the COVID oh way early on and had all of the symptoms. Now he never went and got tested because tested what testing wasn't quite as you know available to everybody at the time. Yeah, but you know loss of taste and smell. Uh, chills, body aches, you know, high fever for a long time. And what was funny was, you know, she didn't quarantine from him. At the time, it really wasn't a quarantine issue because, again, it was at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. She just assumed she was asymptomatic. So, and she she works for the government, so she was around people also that had COVID. Never, never has got COVID. And again, just assumed that she was asymptomatic. Well, she got the shot. And I guess, I guess in Texas, she lives in Houston. And um, I guess in Texas, they're doing a, uh, I guess they're checking your antibodies and, and it's a free service that you can do. And she actually got picked to do this. You know, somebody had, from work had told her, hey, if you want to check and see your antibody levels, you know, sign up for this deal. And I don't know exactly what it is, but she, she got her test back and she has no natural immunity to, to COVID. Mm. But she has never got the disease. And the, the funny part was, is I was the same way. My daughter got COVID 
and again, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to quarantine my daughter, you know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, I mean, we just, we just did whatever. But again, my, my daughter had a fever for five days straight, lost taste and smell, body aches, all that kind of stuff. And due to actually uh, volleyball in school, we never got her tested as well, but it just, we just assumed that that's what she had. And, and again, I never came down with anything and I haven't had the antibody test, but I'd be interested to know now whether I have natural immunity yeah, or, or I just didn't catch the d- disease. And, and I'm wondering if that is part of a, you know, a deal. I mean, is there, is there something in our bodies that makes us not catch the disease? It's a good question. And I, I've wondered the same thing because for two years, I, you know, had been exposed to, to uh, COVID multiple times over and over and over again and never got it until, you know, the last week and a half or two weeks. So I don't know. Um, sometimes it seems like there's something in your body that's fighting it off and then something happens and all of a sudden you have it. So I, yeah. I don't know if you're in the clear or not. <laughs> well, and that was the other thing. Both of us have got a vac- vaccination. She, I got the J&J and she got one of the other two. Um, and when we got the shot, neither one of us had any symptoms either. I mean, afterwards, mm. I mean, none, neither one of us felt like we even got you know, anything. So are you, so, have you had boosters too, or just? No, no, I have not had any boosters. I don't, I don't think my, my sister has had boosters either. And you're not planning but, to, or are you planning to get the booster? I, I, again, it's one of those, I just, I'm not sure whether I want to or not. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about the shot now? Or do you feel like you're going to get one? Or do you feel like you have natural immunity? No, I still, now, now, I, now I definitely feel like I have natural immunity. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. And and maybe that was part of it. Maybe part of it was the Omicron variant that just makes it more, you know, more contagious that, that we could get it. And maybe I'll get yeah. it. I, you know, I don't I have no idea. But it, again, I just found it weird because I was. I was a hundred percent sure that we were going to come up with, with natural antibodies. Cause hmm. you know, I, but I just don't understand how neither one of us got it. And I, like I said, hmm. I, I really like to go take, I wish I lived in Texas because I would go do the study to see if I had, uh, the, the antibodies, but right. I might spend the money to go check. Cause I, again, I'd, I'd love to know. When I got the antibody test, uh, maybe six months or a year ago, uh, it was only, I think it was $37 at CVS, so right. it's not a really well, expensive test. No, but the, the one, I think the one that tells you the levels of antibodies that you have, oh. that's a little bit more expensive. That's I think possible, my sister, yeah. My other sister got that, and they spent about 100 bucks. But no, I might do, I, like I said, I just talked to her last night, and we were talking about it, and she said, you know what's really weird is I don't have natural immunity. And, <laughs> and I was like, wow, mm. that is weird but no i might do the cbc one or, or we've got a dylan's here and i think they're 20 bucks to go do it i might actually go do it just to see yeah it'd be worth it appreciate no, it i think so thanks darren no uh good luck uh i will say that i thought i was in the clear and, and then all of a sudden uh not so much but they say again i think we mentioned this earlier they say by the end of the month this omicron thing is so contagious that virtually everybody in the country is going to have uh, COVID-19 by the end of the month. So that's good news for you, Corby. Uh, you, you, you got that going for you. Yay. Uh, but because you have not had it at all, right? The whole time. Yeah, I managed to skirt without having it. Yeah. Nice. 
That's really nice. 888-900-3393. Also at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. By the way, President Biden has all but conceded defeat on that voting rights legislation where he's trying to federalize elections. He spoke at the Capitol after a key fellow Democrat, Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, dramatically announced her refusal to go along with changing Senate rules to try to get this passed without a Republican filibuster. So Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin have stuck to their guns and so far have helped fight off this uh, unbelievably unconstitutional law. Biden had come to the Capitol to prod Democrat senators in a closed-door meeting, but he was not optimistic when he reemerged. He vowed to keep fighting for the sweeping legislation that advocates say is vital to protecting elections. Uh, he said the honest-to-God answer is, I don't know whether we can get this done, which is great news because any right-thinking American would not want this to get done. He said, as long as I'm in the White House, as long as I'm engaged at all, I'm going to be fighting. Uh, he also had this to say. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all. Mm. Our hospitals, our countries. Right. I make a special appeal to social media companies and media outlets. Please deal with Please. the misinformation and disinformation Please. that's on your shows. On your shows. It has to stop. <laughs> it has to stop. Okay. So he wants uh, social media companies to remove all information that he disagrees with. Just so incredibly dangerous, these people. Have a great weekend. Stay safe. Uh, stay healthy. See you Monday.